Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Very smart there, pal. <laughs> Very smart. Oh, beaches. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. But that's not really a beach. It's the East River. Sorry, Max. Hey, listen. You're not going to get me down about the weather on a 70-degree and sunny New York fall day. This is beautiful. No, it's great. I love playing in New York when the weather was like this. Yeah. This was good. This was yeah. good football weather. <laughs> yeah, get back to me in February when Key is, like, texting us pictures <laughs> from the beach in the middle of the afternoon well, and there's February, a foot of snow on the ground. It may all be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody <laughs> calm down. Um Kayshawn, Joe Will, and Mooks is presented by Progressive Insurance. You really oh. want to call me Kayshawn, though. It's just natural. I get it. No, no, it's times. because this it, is what happens. It, it happens. It's the same thing with Dr. Grow with any Keyshawn. No, no, you know? it, it, it's the, when it, Dr. Pepper and Twitter, I turn into Pipper. And when I say I Pepper, and when I know. and when I see Keyshawn and Jay Will, it nope. turns into K because of the I've been Keyshawn my entire life. What do you think? I don't know your name. But for some reason, hmm. There is a certain – no, nah, never mind. I, just, yeah. I don't, I don't even know reason. where you're trying to go with that No, one. I'm not trying. I'm just saying there's a certain way Uh-oh. that things are oh, pronounced with my name. And yeah. it's – a lot of people say Kayshawn because they, they – like Jay said, they probably didn't grow up with Keyshawns. They grew up more with Kayshawns and less Keyshawns. <laughs> we had Dick Vermeil on it. It was Kayshawn. No, I, I've never called you right? Kayshawn. No, no, you it, no, it, you have. No, no, unless it follows Keyshawn J. Nope. Will. I, I ain't letting you get away with it. Together. Nope. You, th- you think, <laughs> okay, if, all right. If, 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 you, stay if, with your if you guys listening right now could see the energy field that Key is yeah. building mm-hmm. around this conversation, yeah. Yeah. it's very it's uncomfortable. Easy, it's yeah. easy to just say and, Keyshawn, and I'm not. Just go with Nishan. We're all And by the way, by the way, Alan Yates, give me a close-up on Max's feet right now. He crossed the feet. The feet got nervous. They got shy. I was doing I was doing this. And he has on blue socks again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you think I'm going to change the socks anywhere? K-Shot. I love so it. What do you have on? I don't have on socks. Ashy yeah. ankles. Yeah, same here. <laughs> ashy ankles every Rocking day. Rocking the ash instead yeah. of the socks. It's the cross of the so- the cross yeah. of the feet again. That's what. I ha- okay. Y'all can you really want me to get into this? Can you, can you? Yes, but barely. Oh, okay. You really want me to get into this? I have herniated discs. It relieves pressure. Okay. You ever see me... Crossing my leg and I and I do this in the middle of nowhere like an idiot. It's just, it's just. I haven't seen you do yoga poses yet during the live show. A little bit, yeah. A I've seen bit you cross the legs though. You said the posture. Hey, as a matter of fact, you know who helped me out with that in L.A.? Doctor Clapper. Clapper. Seven ten. ESPN. Oh. That's right. The doctor. Oh. In L.A. Doctor okay. Clapper. Yeah. He actually has a afternoon, no, a Saturday. Yeah. Saturday weekend show, yeah. right? Clapper Vision. Yeah, Clapper Vision. Yeah, that's right. He's, uh, a, really, he's a real doctor. Though. I thought mm-hmm. he. Never mind. I thought, Cowboys starting teams. safety, guys. We got into this a little little earlier in the show. It's worth revisiting. Demonte Kazee arrested yeah, on Kazee. DWI charges. DWI, DUI. Yeah, I the, don't know the difference. Yeah. Well, it's, but we'll know, talk about that. Driving under the influence. One is driving while intoxicated. One <laughs> is driving under the influence. What's the difference? <laughs> I have one. The Colony, yeah, yeah. Texas police sergeant, Aaron Woodward, said Kazee was booked on a Class B misdemeanor after being arrested early Tuesday. Kazee was released around midday after posting a $2,500 bond. The 28-year-old Kazee has started all six games for the Cowboys, who are, of course, 5-1. and one. Um, Key, earlier you said this was hot news. What was your reason? 
It, it's hot news because the Cowboys are, are moving in the right direction as an organization. And when you are, are come up with issues like this during a bye week when your coach is telling you, be careful out there, don't be the one to get yourself in trouble, and you're starting safety, all of a sudden is now bringing a negative light to a positive season, it becomes a conversation inside the locker room. It becomes a conversation inside the coaching room, the staff room, because now can I trust you? Now now you get into all that sort of stuff. Can I trust this guy? Yes, Dan Quinn brought him over from Atlanta when he was with Quinn in Atlanta, so there's some familiarity there with uh, KZ. And so you just start to say, well, okay, this is the start of when things start to okay, unravel. Wait, let's, let's back up because earlier – you were talking about the external stuff, like everyone's just waiting for something to That's go wrong with the Cowboys. That's what I was getting ready to get into right now. And, but you're saying that external stuff, like, oh, here's where something goes wrong. Yes. That's because internally things yes. can actually go wrong. You, yeah, because you have this. Your coach just said, stay your ass out of trouble doing the bye. And the first thing that happens is guy gets into trouble. It's small. In the grand scheme of things, right, he's going to deal with the consequences. But what if they suspend him? Now I'm removing a starter who started six games, as you astutely said. Now I got to put in a reserve, a reserve that barely plays. Now there's a hole in my defense that we were building continuity. It creates problems. And you don't want that when you're trying to build something. Now, look, in the end, it may not mean anything. But this is one of the things that people be waiting for with the Dallas Cowboys is something negative happened. And we just gave you something. I, I just, you know, look, I, it's an unfortunate situation for him and for the Cowboys to deal with. But, like, these things happen throughout the course of sometimes when teams win championships. So you have to expect the unexpected. I mean, Coach K will always talk about, look, how you navigate the unexpected will dictate ultimately how your team can be successful. Right. So, yes, this does happen. But like, where do you go from here? How do you ensure this doesn't happen again? How do you use this as a learning opportunity for your team about, hey, look, guys, if you want to if you want to be great and do things that people have not done before, that means you have to act way in ways that aren't common to people. So use it as a learning opportunity. Yeah, for you your can team. use it as a learning opportunity and may not have anything to do with anything at all. But, but. if they lose the game next time out. People will say distraction. If they go out there and get bombed for 400 yards in the air and he's not on the field, you point to that and say, well, if he was on the field, that wouldn't have took place. Now, it's all those little – think about it. People are nitpicking Mike McCarthy's in-game decisions, and they're one five in a row. I want to get to that. People are nitpicking. I want to get to that, Jess. As a player, you ain't paying attention to that. Which You can't play – you can't – I mean, obviously you're paying attention to this situation – but as far as media nitpicking, people trying to find a way to tell you what's wrong with your team, you can't focus on that. No, it's man. not that you're going to focus on it. I'm say- Jay, you got to hear what I'm saying. I'm saying that people are looking for Reasons a reason to attack, yeah. to attack the Dallas Cowboys. One is Mike McCarthy's in-game decisions, even though he's never lost a game this year based on his in-game decisions. Yet, this situation with KZ comes up now. If for some reason they remove him off the field for – disciplinary reasons and this sort of thing, and they go out there and they get bombed for 400 yards in the air, what's going to happen? People are going to say if he was there as a starter opposed to reserve, this would have never happened. They would have never lost. Now you get all this going. People like Stephen A. Smith 
is waiting for the bottom to fall out. And but your but key your point that's interesting to me that kind of moves the ball up the field is down the field as people would say is that in fact internally it can also have an effect. Yes. It's not just that externally. Because we've we got to make a decision. So, so this is what's interesting to me, and I'm glad you brought up McCarthy because we, I, think we should get, I think one leads into the other. Once upon a time in sports, yes. you go back 100 years, everything born, the athlete okay. did was great. It was great. They were just idolized. There was no criticism, right? Babe Ruth wound up with VD, and it was called Jeez. a bellyache from, from, from eating too many hot dogs. That's the truth. I'm not saying it's a lie, but I didn't want to hear but, that. But, okay, but, he, but the story they told, because people don't want to hear it, is he has a bellyache, kids. He ate all these hot dogs, and now he can't play. Okay, so. What was he never by? Eventually, decades later, yeah. there was a new media that said, you know what? Just telling stories about how great these guys are is boring. Let's tell the real story. Life is more interesting. And when you tell anyone's real story, it's not all perfect. Nobody's perfect, right? Yes. So when you are the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. We're all looking at you all the time. Because you we're claim looking, to be perfect. We're looking for the imperfections. Yes. We're looking for it anyway. Then you haven't won a Super Bowl in forever. And now, Key. And you still claim to be perfect. You're giving it to us. Yes. Now you're just giving it to yes. us. So you brought up Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. and his clock management. That we're, all, we're looking for something because yes. they're five and one. Oh, maybe the clock man hasn't burnt them yet, but it might. Yes. Here is Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, of course, on 105.3 The Fan on Mike McCarthy's clock management. Overall, I'm, give, I'm right in there with Mike on his game management. I think he does it extremely well. And But more importantly, I want all of our fans to know how conscientious about it, how hard he works on it, the detail of situational uh, rehearsal and practice that he does. Situational football, as I said many times, you know what you need to do in certain situations. He knew late in the game, Last week against the New England Patriots, he calls a timeout. He leaves 24 seconds. He knows that I need to get my guys together, and we need to talk about our next move. To some, he should have let the clock run down. But here's what I would say, Jay and Max. If I let the clock run down, and all of a sudden I take a timeout with 10 seconds to go, like everybody wanted me to do, and we decide, okay, we're going to go for it, and we pick up the first down, but we only pick it up by this much, what does that do? It does nothing for us. My kicker says he can make this. My special teams coach, um, Bones, said we can make this. Zerline's ready to go. I tried him out. Kicker field, we're gone. It's that simple and easy. You're, you're combining the scout, the analytics and all that stuff with the human element of – a team taking yes. the temperature of the room. Which yes. way is the wind blowing? Which all literally all those kind of things. And there's no way to prepare for every scenario ahead no. of time. And you say in the beginning of the game, uh, they in the first half they go for it on fourth down. Zeke gets stuff. New England goes down the field and they score. You know, three plays later, what are you doing? Oh, that was stupid. You're backed up. Why would you ever do that? Because I know we're in the beginning of the game and not the end of the game. I know that our offense is so prolific, we'll get those points back if we don't make it. These are the way coaches think, you know, and and, and sometimes people don't like it because they want it to be the way they want it to be opposed to the way the coaches see it, and this is the fallout that you get. I'm okay with Jerry Jones doubling down to protect his coach. I'm okay with that. Like, that, you know, look, when when you're trying to win a championship – 
it, it's all for one. You're riding together. Like, it, it really is, though, Key. One like, and you know, it's like if, if Key did something on our team, like, I got Key's back because we're on the same damn team and we're trying to win a championship together. So, as it relates to clock management, like, I, I think that will constantly be a story because we're always looking to find something and it will be fascinating to see when it does get into clutch moments how that will play itself out. But in, until that moment happens, man. It's like, not a story. It's not a story. It's a story. And until right it's now, story. it's not a story. We're just making it a story because we have to talk about something or find an interesting angle I about think, the Dallas Cowboys. I think part of McCarthy's issue right now, not just it, people are looking for things, and I'll tell you why. He was out of a job. Yes, no he one was, was a poison peel. Right, no one was banging down his door, right? So Jerry hires him, and I was suspicious. Like, that's the best name they could find who wouldn't push but back, But let me ask right? you this, though, Bax. You say no one was banging down his door. Right. The dude was only out of football for a year and a half. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he was. it's not like he was hired the moment he was fired, and he lost the job, and Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback. But, yeah. but wait, that's the f- what I'm getting to is – I think for that reason, people's antenna is up, right? Yes. Now they're looking at the roster of the Cowboys. Has McCarthy gotten any credit? No. And I think that's part of Jerry Jones's wish. Who's getting the credit right now for the Cowboys? Front office. All we're talking about is look at these drafts they've had. They've hit on this guy. Look at how loaded the roster is. Now, NFL, that's a league, that's a sport where we give coaches enormous credit. We think coaches really matter. But somehow on the Cowboys, we're looking at the roster more but there, than but anything. But, but, but the credit is not due yet. The credit won't be given until the end. Right now, he's in the pre-test phases. The credit will be done in the end. Yeah, but that's why I think Jerry they're looking Jones at things like clock already management. put the team together right. for the most part. So when you – Dak was already there. Amari Cooper was already there. Uh, 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 C.D. Lamb, the offensive line, the majority of the de- – they were already there. The new defensive coordinator was hired and brought in. So they're in the pre-test stages right now, in the quiz stages. In the end, he'll get the credit if, in fact, he takes them to the NFC Championship game, to the Super Bowl. It will be because of Mike McCarthy. Well, I mean, we'll see because these are not really his players, quote-unquote, as but you said. A lot of guys are – He's got to put it together. What – but – what we're talking about, like you just said, with Kazee, people are looking. I think one of the reasons, even though it hasn't cost them yet, people are scrutinizing his clock management. Not only do they feel it's not been good, but they're suspicious of his actual contribution to the win. You know what happened to Brandon Staley the other day? <clears throat> yeah. He did the same thing. Yeah. He got stuffed. Yeah. You hear nothing about and that. In his own, on his own 19 yeah, or something. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. stuffed. But because it's the Chargers and not the Cowboys – we're not it's looking like, as close. It just goes, eh. Well, of course. That's the way it works in life. I understand that, but that's not all my whole make point it right. is it's not right Understood. to try to nitpick. And I, I I have no vested interest. I don't give a damn if the Cowboys go to Super Bowl or not, because guess what? I'm going to Super Bowl regardless. So it, it doesn't matter to me one way or another, whether they go or not. But it's not right that you're trying to drill a hole in something and make it leak. When it's not necessary. I want to throw this one out to the callers, guys, actually, because I think a lot of people feel differently. I think a lot of football fans, 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN, we've been asking who's your dark horse contender in the NFL. <laughs> but I think we could throw out there, too, like, you agree with Key about, about the clock sense. management? Are we just nitpicking with McCarthy? It really hasn't cost him yet. And furthermore, did, did Key change your mind about the clock management when he explained about how 
there's this is a scenario no matter how much you plan but wait a minute you got to take the temperature of your team how's your field goal kicker feeling all these other factors does that change your mind at all or you still think that clock management is a big issue in Dallas cuz i got to tell you the truth key it changed my mind at first i thought this is a this is an issue we're going to get to that but um, Max, Aaron Boone. So real yes. quick, I'm sorry. No, well, Aaron Boone is on the phone okay, right no, now. Yeah, we'll so talk we'll, about it later. We'll get yes! to it later. Yes, Trojan is on the phone. Yeah, the Yankees manager just signed a three-year extension joining us right now. Hey, Skip, what's going on? What's up, guys? How what's are up, you, Keith? What's up, man? Can I, get, can, can I send Jay over there to pick up that money, that loan that you're going to give us? <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys are doing all right. Congra- congratulations on the new – contract and everything um what did you learn that when you look back at this past season and everything that happened that you can apply moving forward um well first of all you know i think it i think you're always learning and you better always be learning um but i think ultimately you know one of my biggest jobs perhaps the biggest job is, is, you know, tapping into and getting the most out of first and foremost coaches and staff, but then players. And obviously every player is a little bit different. Um, Pushing those buttons are important. And, you know, I think this year, um, you know, taking lessons with me that hopefully, you know, help me to be a little bit better at that moving forward of, of making sure my coaches are, are empowered the right way and freed up to coach at a really high level, but then making sure our players on a daily basis are, um, you know, in the right frame of mind, um, you know, and, and ready to go out there and, and be at their best. And I think, I think a manager um, plays an important role in that. Aaron, did you, were you, did you ever feel like you were in limbo until this deal actually got done or were you kind of confident the entire way? I would, I didn't feel like I was in limbo. You know, I, I, I knew, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, my conversations with, with Brian Cashman that, you know, he, he certainly wanted me back and, um, and, and I knew I wanted to be back, um, you know, but, but there were things that, you know, organizationally you got to go through. And um, I had a really good conversation with Hal Steinbrenner uh, last Monday. And then, where, where he informed me that, you know, they, they did want me back. And, and, you know, I felt like I heard what I wanted to hear in that conversation that, um, you know, allowed, you know, my agent and Brian to then kind of work out a deal. So I don't, I don't think I ever felt limbo. I never felt like it was a certainty that I was coming back, but, but was, was optimistic that we would be able to work something out. Talking to Yankees skipper Aaron Boone here on Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max. Um, so I'm a, you know, an insane Yankees fan since I was like three years mm-hmm. old. And, and this iteration of the Yankees team that you have, a lot of big bats, and it's a three true outcomes, league home run strikeouts and, and, and walks and everything. But it, when you look at the roster, I, I look at a guy mm-hmm. like DJ LeMahieu who can put the ball in play, who's versatile defensively. Do you have enough of those kind of players on this roster? Is that something you're, that you're looking to as a manager? Like, I could use a couple more guys like that going forward. I mean, you can always use that. You can all, we're, we're always searching for a more perfect team or a better team or, a, you know, it's hard to, to get it all. I mean, in a perfect world, you'd have this 
team that you know has a high contact rate, that hits the ball out of the ballpark, that gets on base, that's athletic, that plays great defense, that pitches like so. You're always working towards that. Um, you know, it's hard to to get that that perfect team. So, you know, I think on the offensive side, you know, I think people obviously talk about you know our power and our strikeouts but you know this year was a it was an up and down struggle for us offensively and and I would say the biggest thing that hurt us was you know because especially because we're not a very fast team either is we, we put the ball on the ground a lot and and the double play ball was something that really hurt us um you know I think more so than than just you know, people talk about the strikeout. It was it was us putting the ball on the ground and and really, you know, ending a lot of rallies with with double play balls and that and that really hurt us this year and, and you know something that hopefully we can improve on next year. Brian, uh, Brian Cashman said that SS will be the main priority this off season. Who will you guys be targeting in the off season? Ooh, I mean. We'll see. I mean, obviously, there's a great crop out there. Um, there's tremendous free agents that are that are going to be coming available. There's big time free agents coming available. We have some, um, you know, a couple of our, you know, best prospects, guys that we think are going to be really good players in this league for a long time. Are are you know getting close to the big leagues and they're middle infielders. So you know, I'm sure that that factors into things. But um, so I don't know. You know that's you don't know what the landscape, what the lay of the land, what the what the terms are going to be, what's available on the trade dead mar- uh, trade market, and those are things obviously that that cash in the front office will you know ad nauseum kind of pour over and and see where we land on something, but hopefully uh, obviously an area that we we upgrade and improve and and hopefully add a add a key piece to a to a really good team next year. Yankees manager Aaron Boone on Keyshawn J. Will and Max right now. I know you you mentioned earlier, Skip, that you um like of course you always want a more perfect team and Jay just asked you about shortstop and uh, it, just your personal preference, the way the game has changed, right? And and looking for strategic mm-hmm. advantages by getting offense at, at classically defensive positions. But do you still think that there is real value in the kind of old baseball wisdom? catcher you have a big bat there at times shortstop they you look to put a bat there but is there wisdom in having really defensive first-minded players up the middle like used to be the the kind of book on that well i mean defense is a very important part of the game you know um and and something that you know there's tremendous value we we've we've actually been in the market almost got a couple times the last couple years high-end defensive shortstop or so you're trying to to find that and it's an important piece you know you take a look at you know the Rays who won 100 games and won won the Eastern Division one of the things they've done with their roster over the last few years as they've continued to kind of manipulate it and change it is you know that's a team that strikes out a ton but it's also a team that's very athletic very very good on defense, very versatile on defense, so they can play platoons and matchups and things like that. So um, it's all part of the pie when you're weighing, you know, what helps us, you know, and, and defense is, is an important part of that factor. Um, so it just depends, you know, what do you have available dollar-wise? You know, where where do you have, you know, roster flexibility? How much can you add to the payroll, you know, determining whether you're adding a big time number to a certain thing or or is it a situation where you've got to you know 
go pull a, a defensive-minded guy that uh, you know maybe costs a little bit less. All those factor into to how you're shaping your team going into spring training. Aaron Boone, Yankee skipper, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, also my USC Trojan classmate. Um, Aaron, when you look at Gary Sanchez behind the plate, what's mm-hmm. his future like, and what do you have in the farm system if something goes a different direction? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, our farm system, like I said, we have two really high-end middle infielders that are that are getting close. We do have a very strong catching crop kind of throughout, like in double A, A ball. You know, we've had a couple high picks that were catchers over the last couple of years. Um, but as far as Gary goes, Gary, um, you know, Gary got off to a really tough start offensively this year. Um, the first month, month and a half of the season where he was really scuffling um, and actually, you know, kind of lost some playing time. You know, I was playing Higashioka, you know, almost a little more for, for a few weeks in there. And to Gary's credit, like Gary worked his tail off this year, not only to try and improve, continue to improve defensively, but really made some in-season adjustments at the plate that allowed him to kind of get it rolling again in the middle of the season offensively. And he was playing really well uh, for us on, on both sides of the ball. And then at the back end of the year, you know, we had a couple weeks there in September where, you know, he, he struggled, had some mistakes on, on defense um, where it kind of, it took hold as the narrative, but, but for the bulk of the season, um, you know, Gary did a really nice job, not only digging himself out of an offensive hole that where he struggled in the first couple months, but in the bulk of that season, really made a lot of improvements defensively. And it's and it's a tribute to you know he doesn't get the credit for being the worker and the professional that he is, and he, the way he handled a lot of adversity this year made me re- really respect him as a person. That's Aaron Boone, ladies and gentlemen, Yankees manager. Thank you, Aaron Boone. Appreciate you jumping on with us. Thanks, Aaron. All right, thanks. Thanks, right, guys. Take care. On. Best of luck next year. Oh, the Yankees need some luck next year. Can they get some luck next uh, year? Ah, they'll be fine. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, we are now... Well, we're brought to you by Goodyear. College football's heating up, and Goodyear knows the passion it takes to drive every game forward. Whether your team's home or away, the traditions that bring us together are still the same. That's the road that moves us Goodyear more driven. And now I can finally say we are joined by the man himself, Michael Wilbon, part of the 
New Look NBA Countdown show that launches tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern prior to Knicks Celtics giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. <sighs> good morning, Mike. Max, good to see all you guys. Great to see PJ, you as always. Good to see you guys. What's up, brother? Yes. Um, last night was last night was a fun weeknight sports night, wasn't it? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, for you. <laughs> you are, your Dodgers came out, man. Come on, no, no, Key. But, but eight innings, well, not even eight innings, four innings. Yeah, about four innings, it wasn't fun, right? If you, yeah, it was straight. Come on, man. You know Key, how it go see, when you, you positive, think you're supposed to win yeah. and you're not winning at that moment. I thought, I thought even if the Dodgers lost last night, and this is insane to say. I know this. I'm old enough to know better than to say this, but the whole time they're down 5-2, I'm thinking, you know what? If the Dodgers lose this game, I don't think this series is over, 100%. which I've never thought before. I didn't think that Red Sox-Yankees in 2004, whatever. But that was, that was pretty nerve-wracking, I'm sure. Um, and it was, the, the two NBA games, one NBA game was entertaining. There was an entertaining element, to obviously, to the Lakers, yeah. you know, um, Golden State. And, you know, you, you start to wonder even early on. The one thing I'm looking forward to more than anything else about this NBA season is there have never been this many good teams in the league at one time. Will you disagree with me, Jay? No, we're on the same page. I mean, you're talking, you're talking okay, so not all the teams can win. Or get to the conference finals? No, but you, you got about twelve teams. I was going to say about half the NBA, right? Yes, key. Yeah. And yeah. you got mm-hmm. twenty. There are twenty teams I want to see. Like you know, I, I like I want to see, even though I don't know who he's playing. Is Kate Cunningham playing tonight against the Bulls in Detroit? So I want to see Kate Cunningham. I want to see the Pistons right now. I know that's going to drop off as we get closer to Christmas and then beyond. But right now, to start this season, I have never felt I wanted to see this many teams. And you, therefore, you can't have easy wins. If you were teams like Brooklyn and the Lakers, as good as they are and the favorites they should be, you can't just roll into Washington and Chicago and think, eh, this is what we do. We come in here and win. No, 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 no. Those teams have aspirations. They have rosters. They have expectations. And they got legit players, all-stars in some of those situations. So I'm, I'm, you can't just get off to a slow start. Say if you're the Lakers and you play 11 of your first 14 at home, I know you have to build, and that's the only way teams, great teams get there is to build. But you, you need to get there relatively soon. I don't believe seeding doesn't matter. I don't believe that teams can just go in and give away home court advantage. So it's going to be an interesting start to this. And the plan also gives teams some urgency. They don't want to be in a plan. You see how they exactly. object to it. Mike, I want to present something to you that Tim Legler said earlier on our show about Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. You know, obviously, them finding continuity and Russell buying into being that third superstar on the team, which he can't be ball dominant, backdoor cutting, moving without the ball, doing all the dirty work, which he's never had to do in his career. Can he do that? And also, Tim Legger said, does it make sense to bring him off the bench because of the energy pack that he brings to them offensively? I mean, there, there's something to be said. You, gotta, you need to talk to Russ. This needs to be a shared decision. I think it could. Look, the NBA season is long. You can try a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know you, you've been part of situations where a coach, a GM, or even a player, they were on the same page, and then you said, no, you know, this is not going to work. I would try it. Yeah, Russ needs to be the that. focal point, Key. He needs to be the focal point. He's I, never I know, not been. But that's going to be hard for that. No, You know him personally. I know him personally. It's going to be hard, man. I agree. 13 I years yes. of doing it a certain way. Yes. And you're telling me when I'm not at the end of my career, I'm still basically in the prime of my career. I just happen to move around – you know, four different teams. Triple double last year. So you're getting ready to ask average. me. You're getting ready to try to sell me 
or coming off the bench because it's my unit. Can't sell it. You it, can't sell it, but you can go hard. to him. Here's what I think has to happen. But you haven't won a championship no, yet. No, I get it. I, I hear you, but my whole but thing is, right. what, so what are you going to do on a championship team that has the caliber of talent? If AD plays like a top five player this year and you have LeBron James, I love Russ, but like, what can Russ do to be additive He's got to, the to It's got to be his idea. And you guys know you've been in the locker rooms all your life. It's gotta you got to make it his it's, idea. You got to make it his idea. It's got to be. But he ain't gonna never come up with that though, Will Bond. You know that. He ain't, I, even I though Jay said it's he ain't gonna win a championship, the idea is, hey, I don't mind coming off the bench if it's gonna help. But he ain't gonna never come up with that. LeBron ain't gonna never bring it to him. AD no, ain't never I agree bring with it the second him. part of that. He ain't gonna never bring it to him. You gotta hope he does. I'm looking at this like okay. So if somebody and we told only talking you, about one game, one game, and I like think about it. Uh, to me, I dismiss the result. I'm looking at just process and sort of characteristics. But if somebody tells you that LeBron and AD are going to score, what, 67 points? Yeah. Play a home game. And that Steph Curry is going to go two for nine from three. Is that what he was? Yep. And that the Lakers are going to lose and it's sort of a comfortable, not nail-biting ending. I'm, I'm not looking at the, the – the result doesn't matter as much as where does this go? As we start to go down this road for the first 10 games. I want to leave some time in the next segment for you, Michael, because we're not done with you yet. And I'll say again, every year it's a new team for Westbrook. Every year in the first half, he's no good anymore. And in the second half, oh, sorry, he's an MVP still. He'll figure it out. Michael Wilbon is with us. He's sticking around. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. How will the Ben Simmons saga end? The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Kept Michael Wilbon an extra segment. We're not done with you happy yet, Wilbon. Happy to be with you guys. Sneaky Laker fan. That's why he's wearing a purple sweater. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Michael, what's the end game for the Sixers and Ben Simmons? Ooh. Before I get to tell Key real quickly, the owner, primary owner of the Dodgers, yes. Mark Walter, uh-huh. Northwestern man. Okay, all right. Board, board member as I am. And, of course, Magic, who I've, you know, I've known Irvin 42 years now. I shouldn't mm. say that. Magic's going to call me and say, shut up. We're old. <laughs> so, so do I root against Mark Walter, a Northwestern guy, owning the team and, and no. become a friend? And Irvin? No, I don't root against that. But anyway, I do root for them. I, I, you're right. 
um, in terms of L.A., Dodger, Dodger franchise, and Lake, Lakers, sneaky Laker fan too. In game is they got to get rid of him. He can't play there. Thank you. He, it, it has to happen. Look, last night or tonight on the flight, Daryl Morey and Doc have to talk. They have to sit and talk because you can't have this. Joel Embiid, when Joel Embiid said what he said yesterday, that was declarative. It was definitive. It's a wrap. It, it's a wrap. And, and you got the situation in Philly where, come on, if there's any city where you, I don't wish that on Ben. I don't wish that on anybody where you have to play in a situation you know if he, if he doesn't take, if he passes up consecutive open 12-foot shots in a Ooh. game in the home game Friday night, Jay, right? They're going to boo him. It is going to be uncomfortable, awkward <laughs> for the whole team. It's going to be a mess for him. Joel's told you what he thinks. I, look, I understand why people say, well, why do they even want to do Because they're 35-7 and seven when the two of them played last year. That's why. They were so good when the two of them played. You want to try to make it work. It's not going to work. 35 and 7 when the two of them played. That's like an all-time clip. That's Mike and Jay. The problem, though, is that regardless to what the record was a year ago, I don't like you. Right. And you know I don't like you. <laughs> right. It's open. And so at the end of the day, me coming back into the building, you don't like me. We can't coexist on the court. If anything goes wrong, like you said, Mike, now I got to deal with the fans, Ooh. even though – it was a pandemic a year ago, and fans were not in the building. At the same time, I got social media. I can read. I know what people are saying about me on a constant basis. He cannot. Af- they cannot afford to try to force him to play for them because it's not going to work. And I think they know that. Now, my question to you, as I say earlier, Jay, was the idea from the team for you to come in, or was it Rich Paul saying, just go back in until we work it out. I think it was a combination of both. I mean, you heard Daryl Morey talk about, hey, look at the Aaron Rodgers situation, right? Kind of prefacing like, hey, we can work through that. And I'm sure Rich Paul, once they found out they couldn't recoup a lot of the money that's left in escrow from another team signing them later down the road, like, hey, you got to get your money. But, like, that doesn't mean it's going to work. I, I do want to clarify, though, Ben Simmons can be a star in the NBA. I know there's a lot of vitriol being thrown his way right now with the way he's handled it. But the dude is 6'10", can get to the rack when he wants. There's Play questions defense. around his aggressiveness. But he can be a star, Mike. It just takes the right situation. And I still don't see he's not a point guard, man. He's a point forward to me. I, I totally agree. Here's, here's the thing. I, I've learned this from, from, from friends like Jay Will over the years, especially in the NBA. If you have a skill, a player of that skill, you can't take that for granted and just say, well, let's just deal him. You, you've got to get something back that can actually replace it. But, you know, I've been wondering, and you'll know this better than me, like, so are Maxie and Thibel together, can they replace Ben Simmons? I mean, they can help. Right. They can help. Like, can they get these? Yes. So if you can, if you can get, get those two guys to give you 65 70% of Ben Simmons, can you make a deal that brings you back? No, not a star, not a top 20 player, but can you bring back a guy who can help you? Look, the Sixers, their window is now. This is not the process has gone on forever. They need to cash in. You got Embiid, you know, out there playing at what was he, runner up in MVP last year? Yeah. You don't want to waste this time. And so what can you do? I don't I, how does this can work? You get CJ McCullough? If only they had a Jimmy Butler type of the Portland deal. But the Portland deal to me That would have been a deal. Of course it would have been. It could have helped you right now, just stay on track, it seems. So I don't want to turn, you know. I don't want to turn Ben into Bill Russell. I mean, he, he's a terrific player. Mm. He can help you now, particularly when you're 35-7 and seven with that dude. Michael. But like you said, 
once it once it's evident they can't yeah. get it's a divorce. Yeah. It's a divorce. Michael, I want to ask you. I'm thinking of every player who ever played basketball who's six foot ten or above. Does he have the best handles, the best court vision, and the best passing of any six foot ten and above player you've ever seen? Six ten. If we take it down an inch, it's going to be Irvin Johnson. Yeah, of course, yeah. but he's not six ten. He's saying six ten for a reason. You know, six ten. You know, Max. Wait, you know why? <laughs> you know why? Because that's what he's listed at. I know, but just, okay, I'll give you at. one. And it's not his job wasn't that. If he was playing today, his job might be Bill Walton. Skill. Yeah, right. Bill, Walk, Bill couldn't passing. stay out there yeah. with injuries. But you're talking about passing and seeing the court and handle. I mean, he had all of that at, at 6'11". There's probably a couple. Of, but, but, but no, look, now he's add unique. Now the speed. Now add the speed. It's he's, crazy. He's a unique player. But if you can't get along, we've seen this coming. I remember being in locker rooms three and four years ago, and people were talking about this. And I, I dismissed it, right? Maybe you did too. We heard – that they couldn't get along. They've like, been okay, like each other for a long time. I, well, you know man. what? It was true. I, I didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. And then you get to the point like two years ago where you go, wait, wait a minute. And then the postseason, all that happened. So it's, you, you, we, we got to pay attention to it. It's going to hold our attention and kidnap us like the Kyrie sits. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to be all over it, all over Absolutely. the network. I'm sure you will have plenty to talk about. We the great will. Michael Wilbon. Tonight. Yes. That's right. Tonight, tonight. 7 Eastern. The debuting, not to mention, I don't know if you heard a little show called PTI. It's That's been, uh, it's a I can good little show you got going there. It's, it's, I'm just getting warmed up. Gold standard. Appreciate it. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.